the world famous swag in the morning yeah i said it in my mr magic's voice the world famous swag in the morning i'm your brother prince cree and i'm your girl lady d lady d before we get into this amazing guest man tell everybody what swag means and morning don't mean daytime because we're live at we're, we're it's the nighttime but morning means new hope new beginning freedom from being in the darkness right. and when i tell you this brother Ooh. is going to bring you into the light right. so lady d how you doing i'm good how are you i know this is a little little unusual for us because know, we right? we rock on thursdays yeah, yeah. but i had to make a special put aside day to bring this guest in well, I knew it was a special guest when you said we was going to do it on a Monday. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, normally I'd just already. be getting ready for football, <laughs> hoping hoping that my Yankees will be playing. But again, I'm brokenhearted. And I, our guest right now is a Yankees fan. And uh -huh. I, I don't even want to ask no questions about that because okay. he might just be, he, he might just <laughs> hang up and just end the interview. But look, lady... All the stuff that's going on in the world today, this is one thing I'm going to encourage you guys to do. Yes. Go out and vote. Vote, please. Vote, vote, vote. vote. We're going to speak, speak to our guests about voting. Yes. He's back on the ballot again okay. in, uh, in, in his county as, as, as a sheriff. And, um, hey, uh, I might move there to just be that one vote. We're going to talk about that. I'm going to, I'm not going to let it all out of the bag, okay. um, but we're just going to let him get the stage. That's right. I call this a subtitle, Lady D. I call it mouth in motion, mind over matter, mouth in motion. Okay. okay. You don't know why, right? I wanna, I'm dying to tell you why. <laughs> tell me why. Because this gentleman that's going to get on this interview mm -hmm. for a few minutes, he put his mouth, he put his mouth, right? Mm -hmm. When he put his mouth on something, when he say something, okay. he's doing it. Okay. And it, 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 look, and, and I thought of that when I was speaking to him. I said, you know what? Mind over matter, mouth in motion. Because what he speak about, he puts it in motion. Come on, you, you smart with that one. Yeah. I, I, okay. Lady D, I know you hate Put your, <laughs> I know you hate none law. I know you just over there like, yeah, he think that's just, like really that so was big. really good, though. That was really good. Mind over matter, because you're going to understand how he's focused on mental health. Right, right. He's deep. Put your hand. Look, 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 don't take my word for it. Take it. Not as if I'm a liar, but don't take my word for it. Put your hands together for my brother, yes. Sheriff Gary McFadden. Yes, yes. Well, thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you all. Yes, I love it. I love it. What's going on, family member? Well, look, you can talk to me about anything except the New York Yankees right now. <laughs> So other than that, <laughs> I, I put up my pinstripe shirt, my hat and everything else. And actually, this is the last because we're going to chop it up more than this tonight. But the next time you'll see me in my suits because I wear a three piece suit every day. But okay. today I'm so mad. I just had to put everything off because I'm like, OK, why do we win everything except the pennant? And so <laughs> so my Yankee hat is sitting over in the corner. Um, I'm going to take it and throw it up in the closet like I always do. And then next season, I'll buy another hat and hope that they win the World Series. If not, I'll just have a closet full of Yankee hats. <laughs> um, but I'm good. I'm good. So, you know, I know you I, we, are. Got, we got rings. We break records. But, you know, um, I've been a Yankee fan all my life. So I'm just yeah, hurt. So have I. I'm so hurt. I. I'm hurt. But, um, I, but I thank you all for, for allowing me to, to be a voice tonight. 
And, you know, let me first say it. If I hurt anybody's feelings, okay, that's good. I probably will. And um, we're going to move on. And um, because I get, and let me apologize now because I get excited when I talk because I'm very passionate about what I'm doing. Um, okay. And I heard, I heard Deion Sanders say something um, the other day, you know, don't, 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 don't let my confidence, you know, interrupt your insecurities. And so um, if, if I say something, it's because I have been through it. This is my 40th year in law enforcement. So um, when I tell people I'm speaking factual, not emotionally. And so I can tell you things that you probably believe that, you know, well, I don't. And then here's what here's the only thing you may say. Well, I don't believe that. Well, that's what they want you to say. You don't believe that, but you have nothing else factual to come against me when I say that just because you don't believe it. OK, great. That's fine. But then what do you have factual to compare it with or say that's not true? And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. I hope to get into it. But I, I'm hoping that this is not my, you know, my, the last inning. I'm going to talk baseball. Yeah. I hope this is the last inning. And so then we can talk about it some other time. Look, so. you already know. You already know what I said. Um, mind over matter, mouth in motion. I'm thinking of that being a, 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 a segment for you. Hey. Well, I, and I thank you all because I have no business being a sheriff. I have no business being a sheriff. But here's what I want you to do after we do this. Research how powerful sheriffs are across America. And this is why they don't tell you about these positions as much as we do in the past. And that will tell you something. Wow. 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 First of all, let's go backwards because I know you, big bro. Tell everybody who you are. The stage is yours right now for just this, this, this okay. introduction. Okay. My name is Gary McFadden, um, and that's Gary with two R's. That's a joke, but everybody, like I like to say that, but that's Gary with two R's. It's not a joke, but that's my mother named me, but that is something that came against me when I was running because they said, well, he's forging his name because his name is spelled Gary with one R, but no, it's Gary with two R's. I'm the 45th sheriff of Mecklenburg County in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm the first black sheriff um, that I have ever had in the 250-some years here in North Carolina. Um, I first started my, thank you. I first started my law enforcement career with the Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department in 1982. And so um, I, after three years on that department, um, they moved me to a detective status. And from that moment on until 2011, I'm, I'm, I, was the, um, I was a detective. So I'm their longest ringing detective in the department history. Now, some people say that I'm a legendary homicide detective because um, I have never, I, I have not solved all the cases that I have investigated, but if I ever charge you with a homicide, which is a murder, I have a perfect record in court. There is not a lawyer has ever won a case against me when we're wow. talking about homicide investigations. So, um, that's who I am. So then after I retired from Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department, I thought I was going to just go away, but they kept me for an, an additional seven years. And during that seven years, um, ID Discovery picked me up to talk about my life as a homicide detective. So I had four, three, two, four seasons with ID with uh, a series called I Am Homicide or either Bad Henry or uh, Homicide Charlotte. So they did all these series about my career um, with the Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department. 
Um, I have done every presidential detail since Ronald Reagan. And some people say, well, they have done presidential details also. But when you said you have an E-pen, that means that you were close enough to the president where you will be at the podium. So my last detail um, was the podium of the president, which I'm very happy to say, because when I first started off, I was basically in a closet with Secret Service. But then, you know, as you stuck with it, I became um, very well known. And so they had me to actually my last credential says podium of the presidents, which I'm very proud. Then we created me and a three time convicted felon. And that's the last apartment. The only time I'm going to say convicted felon, because we think terminology is important. So we say justice involved. Um, so me and one of somebody pushed me and this guy together to create something called cops. Well, we we created this thing that we didn't know what it was going to be called. And so I uh, took the name and say cops and barbers, because as kids, you play cops and robbers. So we think this thing say cops and barbers, which is an initiative to bring the black community and law enforcement together. And it became um, a catalyst in the community here and sometimes across the nation. Some people don't want to say it, it went across the nation, but it did. We're even out in Seattle, Washington. But if you Google all this, and we can talk about it later, Sean Corbett, C-O-R-B-E-T-T, -T, Sean Corbett became the first black business that Walmart allowed to be inside of their business. And now he has uh, barbershops all in the Southeast East, and we hope to spread them out across uh, the United States. But basically that's it. I don't want to take up more time because it's not about me. It's about the conversation and what we can talk about. Well, I, I, I told you, I enjoy speaking with you. Yes. Um, you have such, so much wisdom, so much, again, when I spoke to you for the first time, I felt the passion. There's a lot of things people can speak and do the talk, the talk, but yeah. you can feel the passion that you have. I was feeling it over the phone. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to jump right into this because I know that your focus, um, first of all, what term are you on? Like what, what, what's going on with that? Well, this is my second term. Um, uh, I went four years and then I was reelected by the citizens of Mecklenburg County in May of this year. So, uh, and, and I'm going to be free. I'm going to talk free because, you know, I, I, I'm not afraid to hide anything. So I'm a very progressive sheriff. You'll hear this being progressive is not good. Well, being progressive changes a lot of things that people don't want you to change. Like I took tear gas off the table because you're not going to fire tear gas with my people. Um, and then we have this law called duty intervene because of George Floyd. My deputies are not going to stand there and watch somebody else assault a citizen and not get involved. So I have these policies that people don't like. So they took yeah. they took some people to come against me mm -hmm. that look like they have the skin tone of us but I don't think they have the heart of us. And they mm -hmm. came against me and I was like, you have got to be kidding. And so um, they understood that, you know, my platform and they rallied against me to vote me out of office. And so two people ran against me and I won by 52% of the vote. And so there is no Republican to run against me um, in November. But if you do not vote, you don't mean nothing to me. Let me say that again. You can you can chop it up. You can say this and that. You can boo, boo, boo. But if you are not voting, you don't have a voice and they know you don't have a voice. And so mm -hmm. when you don't vote, you are only hurting the people that need help in our communities. So you must vote. Wow. If you don't do nothing, you can. Here's what I want to tell people. If you want to stand on a corner 
and sing all day, or if you want to deliver drugs all day, if you want to do anything, do it. But you still need to vote and register Mm -hmm. your vote. If you don't do that, then you could be anybody you want to be, but you're nobody to me because we are allowing people to run our country or be in the place that we need strong leaders. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have your voice, that's it. That's it. So when something goes well wrong said. on TV, you you can you you can just say what you want to say. And I can tell you this and tell them the sheriff said it. The people who stormed the Capitol on January 6th is going to vote. They're going to vote because they're on a mission to get certain people out. So if you're so mad about Talk January about 6th, if you're so mad about January 6th and you're so mad about all the people who lost their lives, then vote. Other than that, yeah. I, I don't hear you. I, don't I hear agree you. with you. I agree. I don't hear. I don't hear. Danielle White also agrees and said, "Well said. You know, everybody has to get out, and absolutely, we got to get out and and vote." Now, listen before you know before we go any deeper into this conversation. Usually, here we we at the end we usually say you know who we feel like you are to us because when people come on the show they become family members right so i'm just gonna say that you're gonna be my uncle sheriff gary that's that's what i'm gonna call you uncle sheriff mcfadden somebody because i feel like i feel like you putting it down and my my uncle is saying something tonight I'm i agree saying, my uncle is I saying agree. something. i agree we don't know we don't know how powerful we are yeah that's, that's my that's my problem if just imagine this tomorrow we will say that just for one day if we say we are not buying nike tomorrow yeah that's all we say one day you can buy it on thursday you can buy it on wednesday but one day we don't buy anything let that be blackout friday let that be talk out tuesday if that's the power mm. that we have but but we don't realize it because we get into well they ain't gonna do nothing yeah they ain't gonna do nothing but you know why they're not gonna do nothing? Oh, because you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I lost it. And so no we have to we have to understand the power is in our hands and in our head if we use it. That's it. Right. Right. And that's the that's the problem that some of us don't believe that the power is actually in our hands. So we feel it because I've hear it so many times. I'm not gonna vote because it doesn't re- it doesn't really matter. But you don't understand how powerful that one vote is. That one vote can tilt it either way and we have no idea and until we get that in our minds and in our hearts that's right it's not going to change i'm going to tell you a perfect example we had a person if i say too much people will probably figure out who knows me or in charlotte or someplace else we had a person to run for office here in north carolina they lost by 400 and say 10 votes i think it's 410 420. that was sad Mm-hmm. 400 votes out of about 11 million, right? Wow. So when they were talking to me, you know what I said? Well, you know what? I can understand how you lost. And she said, why, sure? I said, well, you lost by 410 votes. I said, do you know that I have 435 votes inside my detention center? Because I don't say jail that nobody came on with it. Mm. I said, well, I said, I have 400. I registered people inside my detention center. And for the viewers, I do not say jail and I do not say inmates. I say detention center or residents because they are residents inside my facility. And so I said, we had 435 registered votes inside the facility. Now, what we laugh about, brothers and sisters, we even laughed about my residents 
got their $1,200 checks from the government. Why? Because they, they had kids, they were citizens, and so we got their COVID impact checks. Now, it was a big joke inside the detention center because I said, okay, if you got your $1,200 and nobody popping my sprinkler heads now, neither, because if you pop my sprinkler heads, I'm getting your money. And so, <laughs> so, so if you get mad, I'm two for one. You get your money, but you're not going to pop my sprinkler heads because if you pop my sprinkler heads, I'm charging you $600. So mm. guess what happened? We, we ain't had no sprinkler heads popping two years, you know? Wow. But, but imagine bringing back the humanity of it in allowing somebody to vote. But you got to vote. Yeah. You got to vote. Yeah. yeah. Hey, um, what is this? I And again, you read the internet. Sometimes you can't believe everything. I said I was going to ask you that the other day. I was talking with you. But I, I read something, and you can correct me and clarify, where that people didn't like your tactics that you were bringing <laughs> in your facility with your residents. They was like the things you was doing was unorthodox. It Can is. you clarify that and be? <laughs> here's, but here's, but here, <laughs> okay. Here's what here's what happens. The 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 authority of the sheriff. I don't have a boss. People say, "Well, you got a boss." No, I don't. My boss is the people in my county who voted me in. So I don't have to answer to anyone except the people in the community. So what I did is, so. I made four promises, and here's what, here's, here's what I want to say to, to my viewers and, and you all. When you have a political person or a politician, you don't have to debate with them. You don't have to fuss with them. You don't have to fight with them. You need to ask them two questions, and that's all you need to ask. Okay, Sheriff McFadden, you promised us to do A, B, C, and D. Yes, I did. On your last term, yes, I did. Did you fulfill those promises? That's a yes or no. And if you mm -hmm. didn't fulfill your promises, why? So here's what I, I promised the people in Mecklenburg County when I was running. I was getting, I was getting away from cooperating with the federal government to, to an extent with ICE. I was going to bring back in-person visitation. I was going to take away solitary confinement for mm -hmm. our juveniles. And so these are things that people are like, why are you doing this? Because I'm bringing back humanity to the facility. Okay. And so that's what I did. So I did all these things. And then what happened is, you know, when you do a, when you're a politician, they say, well, what did you do in the first 100 days? I said, well, I did a whole lot, but I did in the first 45 days what I promised for you to do. So imagine having job fairs inside a detention center. Imagine um, bringing iPads to every resident inside a detention center so they can go to school, so they can learn, so they can read and write. So I do all of these things. And people said, well, they're in jail. They are in a detention center waiting to go to court. So nobody's basically in my facility have been convicted of anything. So mm. prison and your county facilities are different. We are a pretrial facility. So okay. we, are, we are holding you before you go to trial. So while you're there, it is my duty to create better citizens than when they came in. So that's what yeah. I tell them. I'm creating better citizens no matter when they're released or, live or how long they stay. So they didn't like that. They didn't like for me to treat people with outside the detention center. I change every signage. You know, like you have the billboard that say Mecklenburg County Jail. No, take that down. Put up Mecklenburg County Detention Center. Wow. And so when you bring in all that, they were like, okay, he has lost his mind, but it's humanity. 
treat, mm -hmm. take juveniles out of solitary confinement. Then I created North Carolina's only behavioral health center for men and women inside the detention center. Wow. So that wow. was, you, they never heard that. Then I have, if you ever visit, uh, I have a video out soon, my detention center where this behavioral health, it is in an atmosphere to be at peace with your mind and at yourself. So it doesn't look at, look like the lockup that they want. But mm -hmm. when you tell people you haven't had an assault inside your detention center in over a year, then, you know, you, you, you tell me, yeah, my, my, you know, my residents throw stuff on people and maybe don't want to lay down on the floor sometime when they tell them to do something, but a serious assault where they are cutting my staff, beating up my staff for doing that November of last year. Wow. wow. That's, wow. That's, that's awesome. Gets an applause. Let's you, go with grand lady. You I'm know sorry. what? I'm just, I mean, cause I'm listening, I'm listening to everything that, that you're saying and it, and it's actually, you know, outside the box or against the norm because they, we feel like, you know, when they're in these places, right. I, I feel like sometimes going to those places are much worse because it creates a monster. And it sounds like you put that monster to sleep because you change the atmosphere, you change the mind, you change their mindset because you're treating them different. So they have no other no other choice but to act different because you're treating them different. You you're well exactly said. right. Here's what I try to do. I try to do I have a facility, I have a three thousand bed facility inside mm. my so um so imagine and now we're down to about fifteen hundred people, but imagine Imagine this, you're living in your apartment building in New York somewhere or, or someplace, okay? Say if you got a thousand residents and you said, okay, guess what? COVID and y'all can't even come outside for two years. What do you do? Mm -hmm. Right. So that's the same thing that I'm handling. I got 1500 people that I got to find something to do with. So yeah. I, I have a women's conference inside my detention center. Why? Y'all wow. got women's conferences at the church? Yes. I got guests. I got guest speakers. I can bring in guest speakers. I can treat and, and the women's conference is called Still I Rise. Mm. Okay. The men's conference is called Removing the Mask because 90% of, of, of the brothers, we wear a mask every day. Yes. We yes. Wear, so then when we're talking about when, and here's what happened. When these people were talking about, you don't know what I went through, you know, I was molested by my uncle. And that's a grown man and he gets emotional. But imagine this, if one of my detention officers say, bruh, I've been through it too. What? All of a sudden, <laughs> our, our event goes from one day to three days because really that happened to you? Yeah, bro, just because I'm a guard don't mean it didn't happen to me. Well, since we're here talking about it, let's talk about it. Let's talk so about then, it, yeah. That's, that's removing the mask. I said, bro, I never know that. He said, I can relate. I can relate. Mm -hmm. And so then when, when, you, when you're talking about these things, it builds character and it builds self-esteem and it takes you away. Because think about it. If you're just sitting in this box all day, ain't but so much of reading you can do. That's ain't but right. so much of drawing, ain't but so much of drawing you can do. But when you have activities to come out, it exercises the brain, it exercises the mind. Because I think we talk about mental health is real. And if speak you, about it. If you didn't go through some mental problems during this pandemic, you told yourself a lie. Mm -hmm. Because we all did. Yes. We all did. We we don't know whether to wear the mask, take off the mask. I don't know whether to shake your hand or hug you. I don't know whether 
I run outside and wear my mask and I come inside. Right. I can't hug you. I can't kick. That's mental. Mm -hmm. Can't go nowhere. And then I don't know if I want to ride a train. I want to ride the bus. Let me walk. If I walk, can I touch the handle? <laughs> Mentally, that's draining. So yes, imagine it. that and your finances are bad. Uh. You lose loved ones or you get COVID and you don't know what to do. And so I made it my plan is to educate my residents and staff. But then we treated the residents as a group of people in a town hall meeting. When we got COVID, we had town halls meeting in every part to say, look, we in this together. You wow. know, even even I tell them, look, y'all, ain't nobody safe. So if I have a guard, I'll say that for this. Uh, if I have a detention officer coughing a lot, y'all better tell somebody. Mm -hmm. You know, he, 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 he no, hey, hey, Sheriff, this dude been coughing for two days. Y'all need to check him out because, you know, we don't want him in our pod, <laughs> you know, and, and we had that. But imagine this. People say, well, how effective was that? We did not have one person to die of COVID inside our facility. And we wow. had 1,500 cases of COVID and nobody died. Wow. Nobody. Wow. 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 I'm just, I'm, I'm amazed. I, I'm amazed because I, I just feel like this is what I feel like reform is all about. Like we say they go in, you know, they go in and they do these things that get them there. And I understand, I understand that. And there's many reasons why they may land up there, but what are we doing when they get inside there? And then you're talking about, you know, I want to reform them, but you treat them like they're animals. And I know they did probably did some things like they're animals, but how do we change that? And I feel like uncle Sheriff Gary is doing it. I feel Indeed like he's so. doing you it. You have to because, um, and here's what I tell people, I and I know y'all have figured this out and, and, and the listeners will figure it out. That boy talks a lot of junk. He talks all the time, which I do, which I do. But here's what I said. I'm going to be factual. When I started to take this position as sheriff, a lot of people said we need to make sure he is educated and we need to make sure that he is knowledgeable and we need to make sure that he has all the resources that he can. So really, I was one of a few sheriffs that they looked around America to say, that's one we can work with. So I mm -hmm. went to Germany. I went to Germany and Norway to study prison systems before wow. I even became sheriff. So an organization said, okay, we're going to have to put you in training camp. And then you're going to go to this. So I learned from that because, and, but on that, it's a guy named Daryl Atkinson. Never forget him. He was justice involved, but now he's a lawyer. And we're riding the bullet train. You know, you're coming through Germany. You think you're somebody. You're riding a train running 200 miles an hour. So we just talking and talking. And he said something to me that I'm always going to give him credit for. He says, the problem with the criminal justice system is we strip a man of all of his dignity when he gets into the door. And then we try to give him dignity back. Mm. I said, Darrell, what are you talking about? He said, brother, think mm. about this. When you come inside the prison, strip <laughs> your clothes. Yes. Take your shoes off. Spread yes. your cheek, do all this kind of stuff. You are stripping a man of his dignity at that point. You could do basically the same thing, but with dignity. You know, Brother McFadden, I need you to disrobe and I need you to take your, you need to turn around, let me expect you, okay? Hand him his jumpsuit, hand him his flip flops, hand him whatever you need to give him. Said, 
here's your clothing and here's your stuff. And okay, now you're here for a while. We don't know how long you're going to be here, but we hope that you get involved in some of these programs, get involved in some of the initiatives and make yourself a better citizen. Is there anything mm-hmm. I can do for you during that time? Let me know. We're here to help you. That's totally different than when you say, put this on, give me your number and everything else. That's stripping a man of his dignity. So just giving somebody that humanity in the beginning helps us at the end. Okay. I'm going to tell you one thing. Mm. Um, normally this don't happen. <laughs> yeah. But Lady D, I'm just, for the sake of the viewers who don't know, like you're touching her because her heart, she's always wanted to come and do prison ministry, um, teaching finances and in, 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 in detention center. I'm going to use your word. And when you're speaking, it's just sending tears and chills of joy in her. I can look at her and I can tell. I try to warn her about you, how passionate you are. Um, Will you tell Lady D this? Lady D, um, I'll make sure that y'all get this. We have a program. I'm, I'm program crazy and I love programs. So imagine this. We got a, I have something called a haberdashery. I'll send you the pictures of that because I, this is the last time y'all will probably see me in a little t-shirt and stuff because I want y'all to know I do have clothes. I do have a little <laughs> bit of money and I do have fine Italian suits. So so the, I know the, the ladies, I, I know the brothers on here are probably mad for me to say that, but it ain't about y'all right now. Um, so the ladies gonna know, understand that I got some nice suits, ladies. So I want y'all to say we like Uncle G and his suits, and then you come back and watch us. But I have got a clothes closet. I have a clothes closet for the men inside my detention center, men and women. It's called the haberdashery because the word haberdashery is the same thing as boutique for women. So imagine going in there and have these suits. But Lady D, let me tell you what I have launched last week. I have a young man who was just as involved three different times. He comes out and we have this thing called the next great 50. Not only that we the help you get a job. We had, I think two years ago, we had a job fair where 55 people, no, 58 people got 66 jobs before they got out of the detention center. But here's what we did. So most people say, yay, that's good. Yay. I don't do that. I say, yay, we finished that. What else are we doing? So yes. now, Lady D, this is going to So not only that we have conquered that and we did the little job fair and now we're getting jobs, I have a guy, and he and I may have to put him on there and get y'all on there. So he bugged me, bugged me, and I thought this is, a, this is some other knucklehead with, a, with an idea. But we have this thing called the Next Great 50, and I'll probably send y'all a clip of it, where this young man comes inside our detention center now for financial literacy, job applications, but we went completely doing something nobody's ever heard. We are now allowing men and women to establish a business before they leave with a LLC. Now, what does that mean? This brother may want, he may want to get out and start a lawn care service. So we tell him how to financially start his lawn care. You know, we ain't talking about somebody with 25 people, maybe him and three other people start a lawn care service. But he will have a, don't fall out, Lady D. He will have a website already built, and he will have an LLC license when he leave our detention center. Wow. That ain't never been heard. But wow, it ain't Are you from no this one. planet, Oak G? No, it, uh, listen, when this dude come to me, I'm like, 
bro, we can do that. He said, but it took us a year because, well, we can't do this. The stipulation, we can't do that. We can't get a guy credit report. We can't get the social security number. We said, okay, however much time do y'all need to tell us no? When y'all ready mm. to tell us yes, let us know because we ain't stopping. Mm. And so he called me one day. I said, bro, you ever understand this? They don't want us to have it, but they can't stop us from getting it. Mm. And so here's what mm. we have to do. No matter what they they say that they need, give us the list and we'll check them off. It took us a year to check them off. But when we check it off, they're like, now what? Well, I guess y'all got it. Yes. So he's bringing people in to do financial literacy, get their credit. Because see, here's, 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 here's the crazy part. You've been in jail for two years, so your credit score can go up because you ain't got nothing going against your credit. Nothing. <laughs> nothing to go against that, yeah? So, you know... <laughs> You started to do this financial literacy, get some stuff taken care of. Hey, you may have a little hospital bill on there, a couple of bills on there that's messing up your credit. So you can get them taken care of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then we make sure that you have a LLC and then everybody can do a website now. So we'll do a website. Now, here's what I know. Somebody's going to go back and tell somebody on the air because somebody will say, well, he ain't know what he's doing. But here's what I'm going to say. Why are you doing all of this, Sheriff McFadden? If somebody can answer this question, if they, then I'll stop. Here's what I tell people. Well, why are you doing this, Sheriff McFadden? And here's my answer. Well, if you don't want me to do this, tell me how you want me to prepare your neighbor. Because mm. this person is going to be your neighbor one day. So tell one me day. how you want me to prepare your neighbor. So I don't know if it could be your neighbor, could be your cousin neighbor, but this person is going to be somebody's neighbor. So I'm just preparing better neighbors. That's all I'm saying. Love it. Wow, that's that's yeah. awesome. But what really, really, I mean, I, I love everything that you're doing and, and I, I really applaud you. Like it really touched my heart. But what really touched my heart and brought tears to my eyes is it brings me back to an experience when you talk about the the humility and I mean, years, years, years ago, and I, I never, the crazy thing is, is that I never, ever dealt with this issue until you brought it up. Like, I, I cried about it when it first happened to me. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting home, and bounty hunters come to pick me up. Someone had um, press charges on me. You know, it was a guy who was liking me. He had press charges on me. He went down and said, we had a, a baby together. He did everything. He set everything up. And then he said, he went down and he said to them that I had threatened him after he put a restraining order on me. He had told them I threatened him. I had no idea what was going on. Anything. They came and they picked me up and they picked me up on a Friday. And when they picked me up, they took me straight to the to the jail. They they took me straight there. And me never being in trouble, never doing anything to anybody, I was stripped of my dignity because I had to go in. I had to take all of my clothes off. I had to squat. I had to cough. And then they put me in this little this little thing and they tell me to take a shower. And then I had to put on their clothes and go and do the things that they were doing. And I'm like, but I didn't do anything. And I had to sit there for three days. And so when you talk about the humility, I applaud you. And I say thank you because there are people, I mean, they, yeah, these people do things, but there are some people that may not have. Right. But and that's the what fact I told that. Them. Even if they did, even if they've done something, you still treat them like they're humans. You still 
give them hope so they have that opportunity to change their lives so that's what really touched me is that yeah people are they are losing the humility but you give it back to them and you let them we, be human i here's the only thing that i'm afraid of and my wife says it she don't know when i'm going to give this job up this is the best thing i've ever done mm. it, is, it is besides getting married and have my kids and my grandkids but you know when you can change somebody's life or you walking down the street and it takes me 30 minutes to cross the street every someday i don't come Talk out about it it's it's like okay if i can make it okay ain't nobody out I'll, I'll run across the street <laughs> if not somebody sure i'm like oh here we go and then that's another hour <laughs> you know i mean it's just like you can't walk no place and you go nowhere and um even you know we went to mexico no bahamas one year and i'm laying on the beach we see this boat go by and then there's another boat go by and then it slowed down. And then somebody, oh, wow. Detective McFadden, my wife said, you've got to be kidding. You've got We're to in be the kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but it's good because then, you know, um, it's just people. And that's what I think that's the, my only, my only fault is I love people, but I love people who are in crisis. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I love to see people. Sense. I mean, you know, I love to help people in crisis and they love the, I just love love them, and then you know when we have picnics. Sometimes I go to events three and four four times on a Saturday, just to see them. And and when the project or the neighborhood or the hood or the block invites you, and they don't invite nobody else, people said, "Aren't you scared?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm scared." And they said, "So why do you go?" Because I said, "I want to see what they got to eat." And he said, <laughs> "What do you mean?" <laughs> and I said, "No, I'm scared because I don't know what I'm gonna be eating half of the time." You know. Yeah. That's, Oh, I ain't scared of nothing else. No, no, I ain't scared of nothing else. I ain't scared of nobody else. I'm just come over here and eat this, and I look at this. Did that was that cooked or whatever else? And that's the only time I'm scared. But then, but I tell the people I'm so comfortable that it scares my staff because I just walk around with no security, nothing, because I don't want people to think that I'm afraid of them. And you know mm -hmm. what? My biggest problem now is when people release from the detention center. I want to get them home. And so I just bought a hundred bus transit passes Monday. And you know, when I call up the transit center, oh, here he goes. How many passes? A hundred. Y'all know I ask a hundred every time. <laughs> so give me a hundred because I don't want nobody sitting in the lobby or sitting outside and can't get home. Yeah. But then what happens is when those people see me out in public, it gives me a good feeling when they say, Sheriff. And you know, yeah. my staff get mad because they don't say Sheriff all the time. They'll say Gary or they say G money. And you know, I answer to it because I want to see this. But one people said, and I think I told Prince this, one of the most touching things, and I still, if I cry, y'all forgive me, um, that when, when I was being elected, I have homeless people voted for me. Wow. And so wow. that's, 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 you know, that's our guy. You know, yeah. <laughs> you go on the block, that's our guy. Hey, Oak G. Before, cause I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring you back. We're gonna bring you back. And I think another yeah. Monday, um, mind over matter, mouth in motion. I, I'm thinking of something. Before we leave, I need for you to share the story about the baptism. Is it gonna make me cry? Okay. No. Share the did story, you, Uncle G. Did I send you the? Did I, I'm sorry. Did I send you the, the email the guy sent me? I, I got the email. Now I wish it was somehow I can redact something and show it, but I'm gonna put it on a on a post on the promotion. I mean on a promo on the after. I can't even think. But this story touches me, Lady D. I'm gonna show you the email okay. off the air, okay. so that you'll see this email. But Uncle G, 
You so gotta I just, speak. I just, I just love people. And so am I going, so I have these guys and I got the, the guys who we believe that is going away for some time. So we give the guys who are going like 10 or 15 years away, we give them the first, you know, positions in these programs. So this dude came through a program and he said, you know, gee, and I hate to say that because that, that's what they call me. They don't even, they don't even say sure. They just say, gee. They said, gee, you know, um, I'm about to go to prison, man, but I need you to help me. And I said, well, man, get into the programs. And he got into the programs. He got his GED. He got his electrician license. He got a couple of other certifications. And you know, um, so he couldn't get a job because he's going to prison. And I said, so what else you need? He said, man, I need to be baptized. I said, what? You need to be baptized. I said, now, I don't know if I can get you baptized, bro. But he said, gee, you got to make this work. So, you know. Long story short, I go on and, and do some other things with him. He got another certificate. He walks up to me and he puts his hand on my shoulder and he looked me straight in my eye and he said, gee, I need to be baptized, man, because I'm facing 15, 10 to 15 years, the minimum of 10 years, the maximum is 15. And I said, man, let me work with you. So I got my staff together and I said, I got a guy who wants to be baptized. How do we get him baptized? Can we take him downstairs and Put him in a tub. Well, no, we don't have a tub. Okay, what can we do? So crazily, we went on Amazon and, and saw a portable pool. And I don't know if I send you a picture, but I'll send you that. A portable pool. I'm like, that's cool. So we had the pool brought in. We went downstairs into a, a place that I have at the bottom of the building that's made into like an auditorium. So we put the chairs as, as they were in the church. We brought his family in and we brought a pastor in that he's very close to, and they baptized him. He goes to prison in 2000, I think it's 2020 or 21, it's 2020 or 21, and he's gonna serve a 10 to 15 year bid. Last month, he emails us and say, I don't know what happened, I'm out. He says, I need some help because you know I ain't I wasn't expected to, to, to be out for ten or fifteen years and he said y'all got to help me so we're like wait a minute okay you still in prison right and he says nah man they released me wow. he said I'm not gonna say anything all I know <laughs> is God answer prayers yes he does and he and, and he he te he emailed us and he gave us this testimony and it's and it's unbelievable we have another one that a young lady said, without us, she would never be here. Because mm. she I thought about that. it so many times. And so then what happens is it gives them hope. Yeah. And you know, and, and I never forget coming from Germany, I was with a young man and he did the same thing. He kind of touched my shoulder and said, Sheriff, when you go back to the United States, understand this, you are somebody's hope. Mm. And I said, what do you mean by that? He, said, he says, when you walk into that jail, they're going to hope you do a lot of things. So for they're going to have hope in the, that you change the system. So knowing when you walk in there, they're going to say, man, what is he going to do? What if he's going to help us? Or he's going to be like the same people. And somebody going to say, I hope that he does something different. So that mm -hmm. means I'm somebody's hope. And so yeah. I live with this guy's look at me in my eye. And he said, I may never see you again, which I don't know if we ever see because I don't even remember his name. And he says, but remember this, my friend, when you walk in there as the, the head law enforcement officer, you can make things happen when nobody else can. 
because somebody got hope in you. And I have to live with that. Wow. Yeah. So that's why mental Mind health over is matter. Also, yes, and that's why so that's why mental health is so important to me because mm-hmm. these people are locked down with see, and some people say uh, the second chance. Ninety percent of these people have never had the first chance. So wow. they don't get it. They ain't never had the first chance. So why you saying they ain't never had a chance? And so you have to give them something to build their esteem and build their character and build self-confidence. And so why continue to strip them of their dignity? Then you can give them this dignity back or never yeah. take their dignity. And that's it. And that's why I don't have no problems because these people get out. I don't have to run in and carry a gun and like, oh man, I'm not scared. No. No, a thing happened to my daughters. This is crazy. When when I when my kids were growing up, this is crazy. I would drive them through the hoods, and I say, if your car ever break down here, that's the house to go to. You have a car break down here, that's the house to go to. People mm. thought I was crazy. Yeah. My daughter went to a gas station very very late at night, and she said she pulled up, and somebody said, "What's up, little Mac Fadden?" And my daughter says. Who? She said, we know who you are. Go and get your gas, baby girl. Ain't nobody gonna mess with you out here. Because we wow. know whose daughter you are. And she said, Dad, I looked at that and he said, go ahead. Ain't nobody gonna, we know who you are. And it's not that they was afraid of me. They said, we will take care of you because you know we know who your daddy is. Yeah. That's it. And both of my daughters wow. said, they don't get this. A lot of times it's like, hey, yeah, we know who you are. If they stop someplace that, that is kind of sketchy or get on the transit system, and said, okay, we, what's up? Mm-hmm. I know who you are. Mm-hmm. And you know, and, and they say they feel good about that, but they don't hear the same thing, the negativity of other fathers like that. Right. Yeah. Well, wow. Uncle Sheriff Gary, I'm telling you, Uncle you have Jay. totally blessed my life tonight. Um, keep up the oh, wonderful never stop. Keep up the wonderful work that you're doing. My prayer for you is that God will continue to use you as he is because it, it is it is just God that is using you. So I pray for you and your family, covering for you and your family always because well, you, you are doing out-of-the-box stuff. Out-of-the-box stuff. Out-of-the-box stuff. That's and why I, I say, man. I love it because you know what? They're, like they say, you are somebody's hope. Yes, you are. I, yes, be- I totally believe yes, that. Yes, indeed. And I'm so glad that God put you where he puts you because he's working mightily through you and and you are definitely definitely doing some reform over there in your detention center i know that he got on me because i said um listen um i'm sorry i didn't mean to bother you you know i you know i I fell back i figured you was busy and he (laughs) he let me have it man and i'm moving forward i I will never not contact him yeah, I will send you. I'll keep you abreast of what we're doing. We have uh, Lady D. I can. Here's what the reason I love this because this is the biggest sandbox that I ever had to play in. That's what I call it. My big sandbox. Mm-hmm. I got the money, I got the power, and then I was like, okay, what else can I create? What else can? Yes. And now people say that's crazy. So in November, I'll tell you what I got. I have in um, Prince. You'll love this. So instead of taking people out of my center for what they call involuntary commitment orders, we're going to do all those involuntary commitments orders inside. So instead of taking somebody say, we're taking them from here, you know, from Kings County to Bellevue, no, we're going to do everything right here. 
Mm. So we're gonna so we're gonna do that. So we call it is restoration because people inside of my facilities don't have the comprehension to go to court. So instead of having them sit here for two or three years thinking that he is mental or is not, we're gonna have him evaluated and if we have to work with him, we are gonna work with him. And so we're doing that. Wow. But here's the here's the other part. Y'all don't think I'm crazy. Please don't think I'm crazy. I don't so, think you crazy, Uncle Z. So, not at all. So, so I you need crazy 90... if, we think, if we think you crazy. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to have this program in November. They're going to come to me because, see, I create something today. Whatever I create in September, that's okay. Let's move on to something else. So, mm. November, the beginning of November, I got some people flying in that we're going to create a place for men and women to get their CDL driver's license. So if people want to drive trucks or commercial buses and everything else, so they're like, how are you going to do that? Well, here's what happened. Don't invite me someplace and think I'm just coming to get the cheese and the crackers and, 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 and the fantail shrimp, which I will do. But, you know, you're going to have to... You know, <laughs> So I will come and eat all your food and listen to you. And so I saw this thing called a simulator. I will. I saw this thing called a simulator. Now think about this. When people fly jets, they don't get in a jet and fly it, right? Mm -hmm. They go into a simulator. Right. Right? So I saw this guy with the simulator that you can drive commercial trucks and commercial equipment. Right? So I said, how much is that? And he says, $90,000. $90,000. So then every time somebody says, you know, hey, sure, what can we do for you? I need $90,000. Mm. <laughs> you see, that's what... $90,000. <laughs> sure, if there's anything that we can ever help you with, let us know. $90,000. <laughs> Uncle G. Yes. And I'll send y'all pictures. So I'm sitting in this thing and I'm working it out and, and everything else. So this guy says, He's going to help me do it. But then he tried to flim flam a brother. Well, well, this, it doesn't, we need $135,000. I'm like, no, we start off with $90,000. So when they started talking to me the other day, I said, look, I don't know what y'all was thinking about. I don't know where this dude come from. I don't know what's happening, but it's $90,000. So we cut him out the deal. We cut out the middleman. So they're going to fly in here in November. So imagine getting a, a machine for better things. Mm -hmm. And to operate a simulator to learn how to drive trucks. Now here's, Amazing. but here's the beautiful part. Now, remember that $90,000 and then somebody said, they're going to give me, uh, we need $130,000. Well, I went with them. I need $130,000 now. And so they said, well, <laughs> we thought you need 90. I do. I need 90 to buy the machine, but I need the extra 40. <laughs> so here's what's going to happen. They're going to give me the $90,000 and buy my machine. Mm. Well, what's the $40,000 for, Sheriff? Oh, well, you know, I got people inside that who've been inside and their license is suspended. And so it works greatly because I can call DMV and say, okay, how much is Gary McFadden's traffic ticket? And how much <laughs> are the finding fees? $350. Okay, so we're going to cut you a check for $350 and send you um, his fines and fees so he can get his license reinstated, okay? Uh, you are awesome. They, they went for it, and I'm like, y'all good. 
<laughs> so, so that's what we're going to launch. Man. That's what we're going to probably launch in um, November. But here's why. I was a homicide detective for 27 years. One of these people who was involved with a case with me came out about nine, 10 years ago. And he said, gee, you're the only person I know where you vouch for me to go to the school. And I said, yeah. And when I went to vouch for him, the lady said, but he was convicted of, I said he was, but you, I said, I am. Mm. And I said, who knows it more better than I do? And she said, well, if you're going to vouch for that man, we're going to give him his license, let him drive the truck and everything else. So imagine this guy drives all around the country. But allow, but imagine this. That will be my first guest speaker yeah. at the school. Yeah. Because, yeah. because, because all of a sudden, because we did, we did butt heads. We did butt heads back in the day because he, he was involved in something. But he went to 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 the correctional facility and he got out so he paid his dues but yeah. you know imagine getting a phone call from a brother and man where are you man i mean nevada man delivering peaches you want something no i want none i said man, i don't want no peaches <laughs> <laughs> but you know but he still got some game but it is funny how he still does it but you know he's just fascinated that he's just driving all over the country making money yeah. making money wow. uncle g you have so let really us know, man. You really blessed me tonight. My, that's well, I my uncle. You. I just hands down. That's my uncle G. Oh, he's your uncle G. He can be you as too. Oh, uncle. oh, he can be my uncle. Yeah, but I'm just saying. I, I'm just in love with him. I'm just. I, I just. See, I, hold on, lady. Do you can't take him away from me? <laughs> all right. Look, all we, right. We're here what for the people. <laughs> we, we're here. <laughs> but you know, tell the listeners. You know, um, we love them. Anything I can do for them? Uh, please vote. Please take yes. care of each other. And look, never give up, because if never you give, give up, up, you're just giving somebody you're giving somebody else a space in the line. That's all. Mm-hmm. They wait. They waiting for you to give up. They yeah. waiting for you to move. That's it. Mind That's over it. matter, mouth in motion. It. He puts That's his it. motion to the mouth, mouth to the. Mo- he put his look. His word is his bond. That's why I love this That's guy. Uncle G, you coming? You coming back to visit with us, right? Yeah, yeah. Y'all just okay. give me a shot when we're gonna do. We can work out some more time. But you know, okay. tell the listeners. Um, you know, leave, leave your boyfriend on the couch or leave your, your husband or leave your girlfriend someplace and tell them, come and get some knowledge and stop thinking that's that it. they're cool. But, and tell them, did it. And if they don't vote, don't come back over here. If they didn't vote, don't come <laughs> on the air. Don't come. Yeah, we got to bring them back we in the back, in the back, yeah, in the back, yeah, yeah. back, if that's words. Look, I mean, see, because you're going to have to say, what are you doing for us? Yeah. Now, I, I could make everybody mad, but I won't because you know they they still they no I ain't gonna do that yet. We'll wait now, for next time. We'll wait. <laughs> you, you know, we we got more to this story because there's there's I might say something and then they'd be all over me over here, you know. I'm telling you, <laughs> when I show you the email, Lady D, okay. that's that's gonna that's an extent that's some more conversation. Yes. And when I yes. show you the picture of this drawing oh. you sent me, dude, that's some other stuff. I just feel we like short for so time. Much, yeah, huh? I feel like there's so much to, to do. When you talk to Uncle G, I feel like there's just so much to Amazing. do. We're gonna get, we're gonna, yeah. Listen, if nobody else, we're going to get them right on here. We're going to find why are we still asking for justice in America? Why mm-hmm. are we not getting justice with, with the police things? We're going to do all of that because I'm going to tell you why. And then when you figure it out, then you're going to understand. Oh, That's wow. It. I can't That's wait. It. So we're going to bring Uncle That's G it. back. We're going to bring Uncle G That's back. That's right. Yeah, mind over matter, mind mouth over in motion with Uncle G. With Uncle G, yes. Uncle G, we're gonna pull you out, and we are, we're gonna talk a little chat before you go. 
Um, I love you to life, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, I love said I. Okay. I didn't say we. But you heard me say. Love I know. I'm. I'm. I'm copycatting. Ah. <laughs> uh, Uncle G, thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out. We appreciate you, man. It's World Famous Swag in the morning. That was our Uncle G. Uh, now, one thing I'm going to say is that y'all did not tell me y'all was going to make me cry. Now, uh, nobody ever seen me cry on the show. What's wrong with you? And that's Uncle G. Uh, he's so pat. I told you, when he speak, you can feel the passion. Yeah. You can feel yeah. the pain. You can feel the sincerity. No job stuff. No vote me in. I'm a yeah. flip-flop. I told you. I, I didn't know he was going to make you cry, Lady D. Yeah, he made I, trust cry, me. That's not, that was not our plan. Mm-hmm. Until next way. Monday, maybe. Yeah, it, it was it was awesome. We're gonna I check really his time it. schedule. We're gonna see. Yeah, it's world famous swag in the morning on a special edition with our Uncle G, Sheriff Gary McFadden, Mecklenburg County, North Carolina, yeah. and Charlotte, North Carolina area. An amazing gift from God. Yes, sir. Brother, serious. Yes. We see y'all on third. Well, no, we're gonna take it. We're gonna take some days off. You taking days off? We're gonna take some days off after this. Okay. I got a lot of content right now. Uncle G's my <laughs> man. That's my uncle. World famous swags. God bless. Oh my goodness. My, 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 my.